Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast brought to you by Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Carolina Panthers Sports Illustrated beat writer Skylar Callahan and the Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. You can catch us new episodes usually on Tuesdays in season by last week, but uh, we're here. Panthers taking on the Houston Texans this Sunday. Uh, I'll get the time and all that stuff for you here in just a bit. Um, we got the Believe in Texans hosts coming in. Halfway through this show, right around about 5.30, 5.35, help us preview Texans versus Panthers this upcoming Sunday. A lot of uh, roster moves and stuff that have happened over the past couple of days. Uh, we'll get into that first before we get into the preview for uh, Texans and uh, Panthers. And, of course, y'all know what it is. Y'all have had two weeks to stew on this now. I, I'm assuming that y'all are mad about Yo, something. I'm going to tell you why we mad, so I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Whatever. Hit us here on the uh, on the message boards here on the comments and Facebook watch or on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do so. We are less than 20 members or 20 subscribers away from hitting 1,000. So uh, help a brother out. Go ahead and go in there and hit that. Or uh, on the Facebook watch page for uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio, you can catch the video here. The audio will be out on Believe Podcast here shortly. Um before we get to the nitty gritty of everything and get you guys ready to go for the, the second third of the season here, Panthers 0 6 uh, going into this game versus the Texans. Uh, quick word from our sponsors over at Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues kick off, kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top sport for all your NBA action this season. With Major League Baseball postseason, NFL and college football, and NHL in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the BetOnline today to get in on the first action. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And where we typically start is a look at the box score, but uh, we didn't have one. Uh, this past week, thankfully. So the Panthers we won. We're not going to do that. Although I saw a lot of memes saying the Panthers lost the bye week. So, <laughs> like, like bye week 35, Panthers 16. I was just like, oh. How do you lose a bye week? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, hey, they technically <laughs> lost a couple of players to IR. So, I mean, yeah, let's. We got one back. Let's get into that. So, we got good news, bad news for you guys. So, uh, good news. Austin Corbett off of uh, IR. That's huge for the offensive line. Offensive line feels like it's starting to come together a little bit. Getting Corbett at that right guard uh, position back kind of solidifies some things there. The bad news, three guys put on IR today. Uh, the biggest name, Jeremy Chin, out with a uh, what's been quoted as a significant quad injury. Uh, so out six weeks. Your Turk Gross Matos out with a hammy. And uh, Giovanni Ritchie out with a shoulder injury. Uh, I had a question for both of you. I was thinking about this during uh, this past week. Is it uh, the guy, all the guys we have on IR right now, didn't it feel like all of them have some sort of like lower leg injury, like hamstring or like something that, or the majority of them? Is that normal? That shoulder is like. 
Yeah, hammies and shoulders. Like, what? How does <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, every single one of them that's on IR? I, I, I don't know if it's coincidence or uh, something more sinister. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I would note too, like Austin Corbett, the thing to watch with him is it's not guaranteed that he will play Sunday. So that's still something that we're up to kind of keep an eye on throughout the week. He's been practicing. He was he started off in limited. He worked his way up to full. But this week they had to take him off the pup list or place him on IR, which would obviously knock him out the next four games. So they did that. That's step one. Now step two is whether or not he's going to be active or inactive on Sunday. He could be a healthy scratch on Sunday just to give maybe another week of, to, to rest and, and recover. So we'll see. I, I think he should be. Everything sounds like he's trending in the right direction. So uh, either way, whenever he comes back, it's going to be a huge, huge help to that offensive line, certainly for Brazil. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. As for uh, the case of Jeremy Chin, I, sc- <laughs> sc- sc- Joel. How do you say it? <laughs> Ski Joel. I, I, I think it's my name, just put with a couple other letters. In there. <laughs> We're just gonna call him Ski. Uh, ain't like Chen was playing. So, which hey, my man kind of got a point. Jeremy Chen wasn't out there for some reason. I feel like he's only playing like thirty percent of the snaps. I don't know why that was happening, especially with the injuries. You would think you would have got more playing time. So I don't, I don't know how big of a That's, hit this it's really is. bad by Tommy because if they were wanting to move him. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that's going to really want to make that move now with him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of uh, players looking to move, uh, right after we were done last week, wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, apparently seeking a trade. Um, now, last time this happened with the Panthers, it was, it was Cam Newton involved in that. And Cam immediately was like, I did not ask for a trade. <laughs> not, not, I did not ask to go seek for one. Or any, This is crazy that they're doing this. You think they're doing this again just to put them out there? Or is this Terrace really out there like, yo, Somebody come get me. I mean, it's hard to really tell. I mean, Terrace didn't really talk about it on Monday. Um, Did kind of mention that he wanted to play more, so I I think it has something to do with it. But (laughs) both players aren't playing. (laughs) We're just going to call him SK. SK. (laughs) SK on it today. SK out here telling him. He's telling facts. He's telling the truth. But neither one of them are playing, so it's kind of hard to really gauge what they would be trade-wise. Do you guys think the Panthers are buyers or sellers here as the trade line's coming up here soon, isn't it? 31st. 30, yeah, from today. yeah, so in seven days. Do you think the Panthers are going to be buyers or sellers? What do you think, Stu? And look, all I know <laughs> is <laughs> tell Sledden out here. Yeah. So if, 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 if I'm, you know, an organization such as the Panthers, you got to find ways to win. You got to figure out what your what your what your mentality is going to be. You got to figure out what your identity is going to be because this is your first year as a collective, right? Mm-hmm. So you still got like well, we we've been saying this before, you know. They buy week, um, you know. As as hard as it is to hear, the Panthers hit the reset button when they change coaching staffs. And you got a rookie first round draft pick, um, and new players and new defense, a brand new defense, right? The scheme is different. Yeah. You know, you might got guys out there that's never played in a, a scheme like this. Um, and then you got, you know, an offense 
and and just a team collectively that's got some injuries, right? So you learn a lot about your depth. And so if I'm an organization, anything's on the market. I, yeah. I think they could I'm trying to think of what could they get without giving away. I don't want them to give away any more draft collateral. Like I I understand I, I'm fine with us not having a first round pick because that seems to be the the main issue Panther fans have right now. They're fine with oh well, they're not fine with 0 6. They fixated on getting that six. first round pick. Though. Yeah, it's like we don't even have a first round pick. Like they, we can't oh, yeah. get Williams. First, first all, round picks, first round picks don't necessarily make you like a Super Bowl contender, first of yeah. all. One it dude will change the fortunes. It can help. I can tell you who I would want in the first round pick next year is that tight end from Georgia. Bowers, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bowers. Man, yeah, listen, he, is, he is. You talk about teams that are balling with a tight end. Listen, mm-hmm. every team right now that's been making moves, been making plays, been staying in the game late, they got them tight ends running down, running up and down that field, catching balls over people's head. Ooh. Like, they they got midgets guarding them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Where's Hayden Hurst? Where is he? Like, where is Hayden Hurst? Like, is he getting targeted? Like, it feels like they've signed him and then forgot. <laughs> they forgot he's here because they're using, um, oh, boy, instead, uh, the other title. Trimble. Yeah, Trimble's Trimble. Trimble. Man, shoot. Hey, listen. The way Trimble caught that ball and jumped over Buddy's head, I was like, yeah. that's, was that Christian McCaffrey? That was like a Let's C-Mac go. play. Let's go. The, uh, the one thing people need to stop with is, like, the whole draft pick thing and getting a first-round pick. Like, I, I may have mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It does not matter if you get a first-round pick, number one, because, like Stu just said, you, know, you have no idea what that pick's going to be. And second of all, you're going to give up all that just to move up maybe 10 to 12 spots from where you would be picking early second round. Yes. Because if you're trading Brian Burns away, he's going to a contender. Everyone keeps forgetting this. You're, you're not trading Brian Burns to the Chicago Bears and you're getting the number two pick. Like would It's suck. not happening. You're, <laughs> you're going to be trading him to a team that is in the mix for the playoffs. So that's a pick that's going to be in the back half of the first round. And after the first – 12, 15 picks, it's a crapshoot. So it doesn't matter. And I, I don't think that really draft picks really even matter a whole lot because you just don't know about those guys. They're not proven commodities. Draft picks matter to certain teams. If you're a team that doesn't have a lot of money to spend in the offseason and you definitely need some help, you need to find a way to get draft picks. But Carolina's going to have some cash to spend. So it's not like they need to go out and get a first-round pick or they need to go out and get three or four more picks. Sure, it helps, but it's not necessary. I, I'm on the same tip. Like, I, I can't understand it. People feel like us not having a first-round pick this year is, like, condemning us to, like – What you want to focus you, you on – You don't need more rookies. Get you, yeah, you need to focus on what you're going to be as a team. What yeah. kind of identity are you going to be? So that way you can showcase your identity the, the best you possibly can – to this free free agency market that's going to be on display right. next year because you do have money to spend because Ooh. you can't you can't just populate this roster with a bunch of 22 23 year olds and expect it to flip like that it's not going to work yeah you have i'm not saying to go out there and sign each top free agent at each position but you've got to be able to at least make some more significant moves in free agency because you have the money to spend 
and you're wanting to take that next step. You're not going to take that next step by continuing to draft all these young cats. Let me ask you both this. Uh, with having a young quarterback like Bryce Young, and I will say this too, um, Caleb Williams and Drake May, they haven't been looking so good the past couple of weeks Like because I've been seeing that narrative too that oh, we could have waited a year and drafted Caleb Williams. I would still take uh, Bryce Young over both of them like right now from – their ability to play in big games, to be able to win them, to win. I mean, he, he's done pretty much everything that, well, Drake hasn't done hardly any of this stuff. Caleb Williams does have a high. I'm sport. taking the U-Dub quarterback and Shadour. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, oh, Bo Nix. 35-year-old <laughs> Bo Nix. Oh, man, listen. Yeah, Bo Nix, man. He's doing he his playing? thing for Oregon, man. Young, t- young Tim Tebow out there, man. <laughs> But now, man, like USC hasn't beat a ranked opponent. And like, I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to beat the number one pick. Did you see the thing about him wanting uh, equity in the team that drafts him and this other? Yeah, he needs to keep all that nonsense to himself. He's showing his cards too hard. He's showing his cards too hard. Drama. Piss your locker room off. And then, uh, and then Drake, man, look, I haven't watched a Carolina football game all year because usually they're playing around the same time A&T is in the afternoon and I'm producing. So I haven't watched them. And they, they were 6-0. and So I'm like, all right, I'm home. I'm going to check this out. It's prime time. Shout out to the CW. They had great production value on that game. I was watching it over there on the antenna. It looked fantastic. Carolina, 24-point favorites, loses at home to 1-5 in Virginia on the one game I decided to watch this year. And I feel it like might I, mean you curse, boy. I feel like I jinxed him. So I'm just like never get Desmond him. Johnson I, is like cursed, and he <laughs> if he watches a UNC game, football game, football game, um, they are bound to be defeated because he is cursed. Well, then, then, what, what's funny about that is we were we were coming back from the West Virginia game, right? And my wife is like panicking. She's like, I, I want to get back to watch the Carolina games, like. You got to worry about that. They're playing Virginia. Virginia's look terrible all year. They're going to be fine. We get back to the hotel. Really it's 24 to 14. I'm like, see, you're fine. I start doing our post-game show for the West Virginia thing. All of a sudden, Virginia's up, and they're getting ready to go and put the game away. I don't know if you saw the ending. We fumbled the ball through the end zone. Yes. <laughs> if he doesn't do that, that game's over right then and there. And oh. I was like, oh, my gosh, they got a chance. And she's like, what's going on? I was like, well, they just got the ball because of touchback. And I was like, "Watch, they're going to get right down the field and score." It looked like they were going to. Nah, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Let's talk. I got a question for y'all. Let's talk about these teams in the NFL that are winning games. That if you were to say in the beginning of the season, like I mean, the beginning of the season, like the first two games of the season, these teams are out here smacking teams that should be winning upside the head. Man, Mm -hmm. listen. Well, first of all, Baltimore got – I'll put Baltimore in a, a category of elite mm-hmm. at this point because yeah. the way they just dogged the Detroit Lions. They know who I they mean, are. we already know Lamar Jackson is, so he went out there and did his thing. He's him. But the Detroit Lions got smacked by the Baltimore Ravens. They didn't lose. They got smacked, yeah, okay, yeah, dominated. <laughs> and then the Patriots, the New England Patriots, this is why I'm mad. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. Bill Belichick, he just won't go away. He just <laughs> win 300, win number 300. Like, he just does, he just doesn't, he just understands how to win football games, I guess. Like, he really that guy. 
in my, in my opinion. Like, I put some on the Bills. Like, I think we've crowned the Bills, and we weren't supposed to crown them yet because they haven't really done anything, you know? Well, like, I haven't crowned the Bills, but, oh, like, as far media. as, like, their team, as far as their team, like, they, they were supposed to win that game. Oh, they were supposed yeah. to beat – they were supposed to beat the dog breaks out of the Patriots. New England's awful. <laughs> like, they have no, like, talent at the skill positions, like, really anywhere. Like, uh, people you know, come out of Matt Jones, where are you supposed to go with the football? And then, like, hats off to – you got to applause. Uh, I think I know where you're going with this. I don't think I have applause, but I might have, like, something, like a, a bell or <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah that's – What's uh? What is it? What is it? There we go. There we go. Yay! <laughs> Stereo. Yeah. Congratulations, Mike Tomlin. Mike yes. Tomlin. Thank you for doing it. Coldest, listen, he's gonna go down as one of the coldest coaches to ever coach. <laughs> I don't know period. how they're doing this. I have no idea how they're doing. I was just looking at the standings, and uh, Pittsburgh is four and two. They have been outscored by twenty four. They are points. two and one. In the, they are two and <laughs> one in the division. <laughs> like, two and one at home, two and one away. They're three like, My conference. goodness! <laughs> another round of applause. Ra- another round of applause. Now I hate. I hate this team. I hate them. Oh, but Russell. But Russell oh, Wilson is out there doing his thing. What is Denver listen, doing? Oh. As much hate he he been getting, he got. Listen, it's either he gonna get his roses now, or he ain't never gonna get them. <laughs> ain't no. Ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. The team that we saw in the beginning of the year and the end of last year. Is out here two and five, okay. Yeah. No, even the Bears. I, yeah, I was about to say. I, I know that's why. that. Was, yeah, that that's the next topic here. Now, see, I won't do this because I'm the running back position, and I don't want to sound any type of way. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna allow Skylar Callahan to, you know, take the the measure here of, of describing his pain, um, and his and, and oh, the level no. of 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 you know why he's upset. Disappointment. The Bears is two and five without Justin Fields, with a quarterback that was balling. Okay, on Sunday he was out there throwing him, th- throwing it. All right, who knows so, who he is? <laughs> Skyler Callahan, can you please, can you please aid me on your frustrations? Yes, yes, I sure can. <laughs> um, so first of all, Panthers related, right? Obviously, another Chicago win makes it more clear that the Panthers get that number one pick potentially for now. Right. So that's the first thing. Second thing is why in the hell is Josh McDaniel still a head coach? Mm. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why we mess. I'm going to tell you why we mess. This guy has had so many opportunities to be a head coach. Remember he spurned the Colts yep. and then they hired Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. He, he got was, he was, he was talked about for yeah he got the Denver job he was talked about maybe being Belichick's replacement he goes to the Raiders this guy is not a head coach he cannot win games who's a, he who's just a got beat society by an undrafted free agent named Tyson Bagent that played at Division Two Shepherd in West Virginia <laughs> that didn't get recruited by anybody. I know this kid's whole story. He is really good. I, I'll say he's got a chance to be one of those kind of underdog stories in the NFL. Like a broker. Maybe, maybe. But to be beaten by this kid in his first ever start as an undrafted free agent, I mean, come on, man. And not just get beat. He got waxed by this Bears team. Who's been a successful yeah. Belichick aide that's become a head coach? Has there been None any? None of them. 
Uh, uh, maybe. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Definitely yeah. not Patr- Patricia. <laughs> Definitely no. not Judge. No. You can't count Saban because uh, that's college football because yeah. he killed miserably in Miami. So – is there one like this, you know? Is there is there a, someone that came from the Belichick tree, the coaching tree, that's actually that's a great good question? Coach, you know, someone someone in the comments. I'm gonna say Tom. I'm gonna say Tom Brady because Tom Brady was a quarterback and a coach. <laughs> Tom Brady's whatever he wants to be at this point. Yeah. Um, man, I, I, was look, <laughs> I was looking around. So I'm in the. Uh, I was looking at the schedules, and we've got the Believe in Texans hosts backstage. We're gonna bring them on in just a second here. Um, I'm trying to pull back up the. Standing, so I know we're zero and six. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but our division is still a hot mess. Like it's just Atlanta leads hot, the division yeah. at four and three. Yeah, <laughs> and you know you can't trust Atlanta. You can't trust Atlanta. I thought I saw a thing where we're like the highest scoring team. Well, it's probably different now because of Sunday. But before Sunday, we were averaging the most points per game in the, in the division, like eighteen points per game or something, which isn't exactly good. But yeah, that was more than the other number. three. But we were 0 and 6 or 0 and 5 or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, how's that possible? Um, and now I'm just looking through the tops of these divisions and I'm like, well, who stands out? Because Detroit got embarrassed, like you said. San Francisco's on a two game losing streak right now. Uh, we can just Philly, go and put the Eagles in the Super yeah. Bowl. Philly looks like they're yeah, getting Philly the about to win the Super Bowl. Hey, 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 what did I tell you about Brock Purdy? He'd come back down to earth. I was Ooh. not. High on him at all. And yeah. Look what's happened. I mean, all them boys, said, all them boys did the other night. They, all, all they did was backpedal. Yeah, no Debo. That's all they did. That hurt him a lot. Having no Debo out there. No Debo. They were sit, they, they sitting. They were sitting down there in that in the you know that drag lane throughout the whole game, and then all of a sudden they said, "All right, let's backpedal. Let's get this boy." It felt like this was the week where the teams that we had been starting to push to the front showed their vulnerabilities and came back to earth, except for like Kansas city, Philly, Baltimore. Like those three stood out to me as the ones where like, okay, they not only do they look good. Kansas city is on a six game win streak. They've been winning since quietly. (laughs) Yeah. Quietly. They're under the radar (laughs) somehow. Unless, well, how is that? How is that? They're winning, but they're out there because of Taylor Swift. Like, (sighs) That's why I don't even watch games. See how my dog, my dog don't even like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. The Lions, hey. the Lions may have their warts, but I think they're they're still a team that's gonna be in the in the mix. Yeah, they're young, but yeah, they'll be in the mix too. But yeah, I think I think uh, the Eagles are the ones in the NFC to to beat. It ain't Atlanta. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're talking about mentioned uh, Desmond Ritter. So yeah, shout out. Oh, by the way, Skylar, I thought you were gonna touch on this before we go. Shout out to the hat trick by uh, Deontay Foreman. Oh, right. oh yeah, duh. Let me go ahead and. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. I didn't realize it was one year, two million. That's all. That's all the Bears paid him. Like, meanwhile, we're sitting here. We just paid twenty six million or whatever to a guy. We're wondering if we need to sit. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> nah, hold on. We don't. We don't need to sit. The guy. Come on. I don't want to start him. Guys nah, got value. All I right. want Chuba to Listen. start. I'm I'm 100 Chuba Hubbard right now. Like I get yeah. that boy. A Chuba, Chuba, hey, Chuba is a dog. I mm-hmm. tell you that. I love the way he runs. I'm hoping that uh, Miles saw that and was like, "Yo, I could do that too," <laughs> and just start. Oh, that was something I was going to ask you before we even bring in the uh, the Texans guys. You, if any, I was telling a friend they were asking, could they do a dual back thing with Miles and uh, and Chuba? I was like, 
if there's anybody in the world that would be able to tell you if they can run a dual back system with these two guys, it's the guy right here and uh, Jay Stu, who was who did it not only with D'Angelo Williams, but you also did it with uh, Christian McCaffrey. Are they complimentary enough to run it like that, or is it going to be more of a traditional three down back and a guy comes in on passing situations type stuff? No, I think that, you know, they – well, they both – I feel like Truba can catch out of the backfield. They've been utilizing him that as the season has started, right? Third down, he comes in. But what you're seeing is, is that Truba, you know, in this scheme, he's capable of, you know, running downhill, uh, making one cut, and getting upfield. That's kind of his MO, and that's what he's really good at. And that's one of the things that stood out to me last year as, as far as his development. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that, you know, Sanders can do the same thing, but there's a, there's a, there's a feature that Sanders has, which is his, uh, his agility, right. You know, being able to escape certain instances, certain instances. The problem is, is that, you know, with the offensive line woes that we've been having and blocking, it's kind of hard to get the guy in space. And so once we can develop, you know, some plays to where we get these guys in space, that's when we'll really be able to see their true talents um, and what they can bring to the table. I think right now with what we got going on, Troop is going to fit the mix because if you're struggling at the offensive line, you need somebody that's going to go in there and run up, run up behind somebody's back, which is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. I might add. And uh, Panda promise QS Panda says, did you see DeAndre Hopkins is available for trade? Would you nah, stay <laughs> would away? You, uh, <laughs> stay no, away. Not. Yeah, right now. No. Yeah, uh, if he's available for trade, then he's not doing what that team signed him for. So I, I mean, if, if, if they I, if they'll um, take a twenty thirty three seventh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I would even twenty thirty three. Twenty thirty three, Skyler. Twenty thirty thirty seventh. I mean, that's that kid. That kid's in like. 10 years Damn, from now. He's 10 years you old. Just, he's like let me 11. tell you what you just did. You just, you just took a bag of ice <laughs> that melted on a hot day <laughs> and you threw mayonnaise in there. <laughs> and then you just poured it all over DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> it's like, here you go. That's that's quite the visual. <laughs> let me bring in the guys from uh, <laughs> Believe in Texans here. Uh we got Harley and we got Ruben in the house from Believe in Texans, uh co-hosts there here on the Believe Podcast Networks. Matter of fact, let me take down this uh this Believe uh thing here. Here we go. What's going on, fellas? Hey. How you doing? What's up, boys? So hey, uh what's going on? dig the we, dig the shirts. Yeah, man. I like that. Thank so, you, thank you. Appreciate it. Are you you uh, uh you uh you Hawaiian? No, I'm not, but uh I mean I rock it. I've been rocking it. Everyone liked it whenever I went to the draft party uh three okay. years ago. And go. ever since then I've been I've been wearing it. So <laughs> I hear that. like the look now. So yeah. this is so this I don't know if they're talking about this in Houston, but here this has been kind of crowned the the top picks bowl or whatever. One versus two. It's gonna be the first time Bryce Young faces CJ Stroud. Mm. Uh, you guys have gotten six games of CJ. Our fans are delirious about CJ. They feel like we made the wrong pick because he came out of the gate stronger than Bryce. Yada, 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 yada. If we had to, and we'll go around the roundtable here because we want to pepper you guys on some questions about the Texans as we go into this game on Sunday. I'll kick it off. What's the one thing that you do not like that CJ Stroud does? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, um, man, we hit you with the hard ones over here. At, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a guy who's done everything right since, you know, since being drafted here. Uh, I mean, maybe not use his legs, but that's about it. CJ shot has been everything as advertised, man. He doesn't run like he, 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 we just, he, he, he can, he just, you know, chooses not to, he chooses to stay, stay back and sling that thing. And if he needs to run, he can. But other than that, man, there's not much to complain about. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. <laughs> He's been subtle. Like uh, sound like he got some good offensive line, uh-huh. You don't have to run. <laughs> well, we've had four out of our five starting offensive linemen out. Laramie Tunsil with a knee issue missed multiple weeks. We lost our left guard, Kenyon Green, for the year. Our center, Juice Scruggs, who we traded up for in the second round. We haven't seen him since the training camp. And our right tackle, Titus Howard, broke his hand in training camp. So we've had multiple weeks where four out of the five O-linemen who are supposed to be our starters haven't been there. Huh. So you tell me that y'all got depth. We uh, got depth. That's coaching, man. Right? That's so coaching and depth. That's man, I, feel like we to, I feel like we're in class today. Like Panthers <laughs> fans are gonna be feeling all sorts of ways after this. <laughs> I I'll, I'll, I'll ask you Panthers fans, man. I'll, I'll ask you guys this. Not knowing what you know now, go back to the draft process, go back to last February, last March. If you were Carolina and you had that number one pick, who are you taking? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, me and Ruben both said it. We wanted Bryce Young. Bryce I mean, Young. I'm guilty. I don't I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not like I'm going to be more wrong than I am right. Like when I'm on here and I hit record, like, so, you know, I don't care, man. I wanted Bryce Young. I thought he was going to be a legit quarterback. And well, well, hold despite, on, hold on six games. Y'all are talking as if he's not <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. As of right now. Yeah, okay. 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 In the perspective like of going. right now. He definitely still has a long career ahead of him, hopefully, you know, for Panthers fans' <laughs> sakes, uh, hopefully. But in terms of just a six-game perspective, just hasn't looked that way, man. It's mm. like everyone's like, oh, you're wrong, you know? Like, dude, man, I'm just a dude that's just looking at the stats see, at the moment. Yeah, and that's in my opinion. absolutely amazing. And it's been – that's why it's so tough to answer that first question because, like Ruben said, all the offensive linemen that have been – out of this lineup, we've had not only our backups, we had guys from the practice squad come up mm-hmm. and play against the Steelers. Austin Deculus, of all people, a seventh <laughs> round pick two years ago, just comes in and zero sacks. It's like, okay, I guess anyone could just come in here and do whatever the hell they want. And CJ's ex- exponentially grown week after week after week. Kudos to coaching as well. Mm-hmm. So here's here's my thing too. I if you go back to when I ranked the quarterbacks, I had CJ as my number one guy. You did. Really, the only number, the only knock I had on Bryce was the same knock everyone else had was his size. We haven't really talked about his size being an issue yet. That's why I still think when the Panthers figure out these issues, there's we're going to see Bryce Young succeed. Mm-hmm. But here's my other thing, too. If you put CJ Stroud in the same situation, I don't know that it's much better. I don't think anybody – is going to succeed with this situation that's going on. Well, I was told at the beginning of the season that that the Panthers, I'm sorry, that the Houston Texans were in a worse situation than the Carolina Panthers. They may have been. I I think I'd agree with that too. With the injuries and the lack of identity, I think in Frank Reich just balancing way too much stuff on one plate, I think that is – probably made the Panther situation a little worse. 
But again, that, that's a credit to Houston too, because of how well they've coached these guys up. I mean, th- w- what D'Amico Ryan's is doing down there is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah hats off to your coaching, that. man. Coaching, yeah. like coaching, and and the depth that they put together in the offseason, understanding what they was trying to achieve. I do have a question. What's up with y'all running game? That's the you know that's the biggest question you know that we do have you know we were expecting this running game to be you know the focal point of the offense second year running back Damian Pierce and then you get Devin Singletary in the, you know in the off season so this was the first time in a long time fans felt very you know comfortable and excited for this running game but it's just not there and. After this Saints game, we are having some questions about Damian Pierce. He split carries with Devin Singletary, and now we are wondering, right, are there going to be games down the line where Singletary starts in front of Damian Pierce? Is this a thing where he's, like, missing holes or he's just not running hard, or is it the offensive line being, you know, secondary, right? Like, you know, you got not your, your starters aren't in there. Maybe they missing assignments. Like, what, what, what are you seeing there? think as a whole it's a collective issue uh i'm still having a lot of faith in damian pierce he backed some strong senior bowl performance with him in florida uh so i mean i'm not going to just you know a lot of texans fans here in houston and were kind of like who cares just put devin singletary he's not a scheme fit all this good stuff uh i've just i think it's a collective unit sure he's not hitting holes it does look like at times on film He's looking towards contact instead of the green grass. But it's, it sounds a lot easier speaking from, you know, watching a video compared to being on the field, you know. So I just think it's a collective unit. The offensive line, yeah, there is some issues there where, you know, they're not creating the holes that are necessary. And it's also an issue that you have back up to third string offensive linemen. Sure, it's great in the passing game, but maybe not so much for the run game in Damian Pierce. It's been very stagnant here in Houston mm-hmm. in terms of running the ball. So you guys, you guys are three and three on the season, uh, going into week seven, uh, to this this road game for you guys against the, the Panthers. Uh, you've outscored your opponents by 22 points uh so far this season. Two and one at home, one and two on the road. Uh, one-on-one in the division. You guys are right in the thick of things. And really, outside of uh, Jacksonville, it feels like have – you got, have you guys even started thinking about beyond the regular season? Do you feel like you have enough? Or Absolutely. Absolutely. What? And what's crazy is at this point last year, we were already saying that the Houston Texans season was over. Now we are talking about this young team potentially making the playoffs – You know, when you look at the rest of our schedule, it's not as difficult. And, you know, you might see the Houston Texans go on a run here, but playoffs is definitely something we talked about. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. Three and three at the moment. uh, Just to wrap it up simply, it's looking ahead of the schedule. Our schedule is pretty favorable um, just in terms of win-loss ratio, according to the rest of the opponents. Um, and performances, the Houston Texans, to me, now it's gotten to the point of as long as number seven is out there, doesn't matter who you got out there. You've won without Tank Dell. You've won without many people that have been injured. Like, it's as long as number seven's healthy and he's your QB every Sunday, you got a chance to win the game. 
I'm gonna open Tank. up to the, uh, to the fans that's too. A good, uh, that's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> any, any fans that are watching right now that want to ask uh, Ruben and Harley a question about the Texans or this matchup on Sunday, just type it into the comment section here uh, with us being live. I'll, I'll find it, put it up on the screen, and we'll uh, we'll address it then. Go ahead, guys. Tank Tank Dell is a guy I loved watching when he was at Houston, University of Houston. And I, I had a feeling he was going to be something special in the NFL. But the one question I always like to ask other publishers or other you know, broadcasters, when you're talking about game previews, what's one guy that nobody from Carolina probably knows about in Houston that they need to know about? Ooh, we'll give you one of ours, too. You want to start with that, Ruben, or you want me to go? (laughs) On the defensive side, I would say (laughs) linebacker Blake Cashman. Yeah. Um, He – he just won AFC Defensive Player of the uh, Week against the New Orleans Saints. 14-plus tackles, two tackles for loss. Arturo, shout-out to you, brother. Thank you for invading the Panthers stream, man. Shout-out to the H-Town faithful. But, no, Blake Cashman um, has an interception on the season as well. Uh, very underrated linebacker, but he is one player that you guys need to keep your eye on. Hmm, guys, who would uh, who would that be for us? Um, let's – Active, uh, that's not injured, <laughs> that, that will play Sunday. That list is like this. I know. I just squashed it all the way down to about like a list of like five guys. Um, oh my god, I don't know. Stu, who's that guy? Because y'all know about Frankie Louvu, right? Like, y'all know who he is. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it's gonna be a surprise if Frankie has 10 tackles or whatever. I don't even know if Frankie's playing, he's got a hip injury, so uh, I don't know. Um, who would that be? Do we have one? <laughs> Do we? I, have I'll, I'll say he, he may not be like a star level player. But Sam Franklin has played particularly mm. well. Troy Hill's played pretty well, too. Since he stepped up, he I mean, Sam Franklin was just a premier special teams guy for the last three years, one of the better special teamers out there. But with Von Bell and Xavier Woods being hurt, he's gotten some time at safety, and he's played considerably well. I'll, this is a guy that's kind of in the same lane but hasn't got that much burn. I'd say Raheem Blackshear. Mm. Um to this day, I think he's a guy that can run the ball with the mindset of get out the way. Even though his size don't say it, that, that that's something that I would like to see as the season goes on. I would like to see him tote the rock a little bit more. Give him give him six carries a game. You know? Like it might change the tone of the it might change the tone of a lot of things. You know, I, I we would have definitely loved to see it against the Miami Dolphins at some point in the game. Um, cause I just feel like, you know, when you go through games, when you go through a season, like what the Panthers are going through and what the Houston Texans have experienced <laughs> in the past, um, <laughs> like you need those sparks in certain games, especially where you might have a chance. If you have a, a guy that's out there that can be a guy that's like grateful to be out there, going to work hard, going to run hard, going to do all the things like necessary hard. Get that guy out there and spark the offense, spark the whole team. But uh, I'm always going to ride with him. So shout out to Raheem because he's heem. Raheem is heem. For, for for me, I'm not going to go with a player. I'm going to go with offensive coordinator Thomas Brown mm. because we have no idea what offense you're about to see. Like, we literally don't. It could be similar to what's been out there the past six weeks. Triple option, be, baby. It could be <laughs> It could be four birds all day. We have no idea. Uh, Thomas Brown taking over the play calling. Although I did hear an interesting theory, uh, Stu and Skyler, 
what if well it's like the marvel uh what if comic books what if frank wright was never calling the plays it's always been thomas brown that's why it looks so vanilla because he's never done it before but they said it was frank wright to keep the heat off of thomas brown they always meant to say round by week okay he's gonna call the plays but he's always been calling the plays and the reason why this has come up how many times have you seen frank wright actually calling in a play from the sideline that you can recall I don't really pay attention, but some conspiracy theories already. Yeah, you know the little car thing. I'm talking yeah, on the mic. I'm, I don't yeah. recall him ever doing that. So I'm like, well, when is Des- he calling the plays? Desmond, you better leave that alone. I'm just. I didn't say that. Somebody, theory. you might have somebody come knocking on your door. Theory. Some Panthers special agent showing up. Hey, we need to talk to you, buddy. You got some stuff going on here on the internet. We need you to calm down. No, but it's not my theory. I've just seen it out there. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Well, I think the the one thing that that's kind of popped up here in the last couple of weeks because they're zero and six is the thought that this could be a one and done for Frank Reich. I don't know that I believe that just yet. I don't buy that. It, it, it might if it gets that bad. David Tepper's not going to wait, but these guys know what a one and done looks like. He nah. just had it with Lovey Smith. Oh and yeah. Then no, all of a sudden, and Lovie? David Cully. What was yeah, the record? Yeah, yeah, and David Cully. When they got fired, when the uh, what was the what was the the struggle? Three and fourteen, back? I think. Three right? thirteen and one. Three, three thirteen one. Yeah. Yeah. Man, wait till listen, if Frank Wright goes one and done, man, take me to the hospital. I need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. But but if this God. turns out to something like that, I only want you to call one person, and you know who that is. <laughs> Now, look, now it could be I could see that happen if he's worried about losing one of these younger coordinators that they hired, whether it's, you know, Ero or or Thomas Brown, uh, who were interviewing for head coaching jobs. Like that was kind of why we were so happy about this coach and staff that they had brought all these young and old minds in there. If they do let Frank Wright go, it could be out of fear yeah. of losing somebody on the staff to, to something that could be head coach and waiting. But one season like I don't it, like, imagine, really I just want to put this in perspective for y'all, man. Look, imagine having, you know, a starting lineup, right? And this the all-star team. Call it the Monstars. Going to <laughs> Space Jam. All right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, they get hurt. And they turn into the peewee-sized Monstars, right? <laughs> There's a little bit of that going on right now. We 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 injured. We right now we need to figure out how to debug the situation. And two, like I'm gonna say is all I'm gonna say this over and over again. Like we brand new, okay? Like there's certain things that we haven't even really like found out about ourselves. Even our coaching staff ain't found out about themselves. They just found out that hey, we're gonna do some offensive coordinating uh, changes. Play calling, like they figuring things out on the fly. And so <laughs> we'd be a we'd be a fool to just be talking crazy, talking about Frank Wright this and this person that and Tepper this. Look, give yourself some time so that way you don't stress yourself out for the rest of the season. And if you get that frustrated, just start watching other teams. Dude, I tried to do that Sunday. That was harder than watching the Panthers. Like, I don't know what it was with the early games uh, Sunday, but they were all just bad, except for that Indy game. That Indy Cleveland game yeah. was really good. Mm. Uh, but the rest of them, I was just like, I can't even. I can't. I was trying to listen to the Baltimore game on Sirius, and I was like, I can't even listen to this. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, it's like so watching I, I don't, some kid get beat up in the in the courtyard. It's like, please stop, stop beating them up. He's 
He's already dead. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't know how much you guys have watched of the Panthers, but at least from our side of it, like this has kind of been one of these games that we've kind of circled as like, okay, this could be an opportunity to get back on or to get on track because hmm. it's it's not necessarily a slight against the Texans, but they're a young team. They're rebuilding. You have a bye week, and the first six games were brutal. I mean, it is it is what it is. And we're at home. And you're at home. You, it, you got the whole Steve uh, or the uh, Moose Muhammad, Ju- Julius Peppers, they're getting honored. So it's just, just everything just seems to line up. Mm-hmm. But from your guys' perspective, does Carolina actually have a chance in this game? <laughs> no. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, um, hey, it's a brutal I'm honesty. Just, I didn't see uh, it. It's just here. being honest. <laughs> three and three. I mean, Y'all are talking about how, you know, this coaching staff for the Carolina Panthers is being relatively new and they need more time. Well, I'm looking at a new head coach over here, a new OC over here, mm. a first, right. you know, a He's new so quarterback right. over <laughs> here. So right. like, hey, Harley, 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 over stop, here. stop. Harley, stop it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm just, Don't kill I'm just us. We're Don't kill us. I'm trying to give my people hope. He's but, so right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to figure it out because I'm like, okay, well, Frank Wright is a veteran head coach. You got Israel Evero, who had a dominant defense with the Broncos, and they traded Chubb. They traded away Bradley Chubb, and they still had a solid defense. And I'm like, Israel Evero, hey, we had Thomas Brown come over here and interview for head coach for the Houston Texans this offseason. I thought Thomas Brown would be, you know, itch. if he's the new OC, I'm actually confident in him and in his ability. Um, but I'm just trying to figure it out, like – from y'all's yeah, perspective, all I'm like, okay, out, man. We, what do you mean? Yeah, we, <laughs> that point you just made made too much sense, and I don't want to hear it. Ever again. I mean, you guys said that you know that you guys are looking for this game, you know, to align and you know, hopefully save your season. Well, we're looking at this game as it being a statement game. We are three and three, and a dominant win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, a dominant win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, a greedy win, gritty, I'm sorry, over the New Orleans Saints. This is where the Houston Texans start to separate themselves from the lower teams. And we are looking to smash the Carolina Panthers, not just C.J. Stroud, but Will Anderson Jr. We are expecting him to have a breakout game. I forgot y'all drafted him too. <laughs> the only I blurred thing. that whole draft night out of my memory completely. Like I completely forgot the the. Like, shenanigans you guys were doing <laughs> night the one only thing i can say is we are still a young team and we're gonna have some inconsistencies that being the atlanta falcons game because that was a very average game the falcons they didn't even look great but desmond ritter had a career day against us his first 300 plus passing yard game in the nfl desmond it was against good. us and they still barely beat us by two that was just a horrible game by the Houston Texans offensively. Mm. Um, and credit to the Atlanta Falcons defense for doing their job, doing a, a fantastic job of actually um, rushing for, not putting too much pressure on C.J. Stroud. Maybe you have to put in an extra DB on him. Maybe that's the way to go. It didn't really work too well against the Saints, but you still barely won that game. So that is the only thing that I could say is that inconsistencies are going to happen. At the same time, improvement is going to happen. And CJ has improved week after week after week. 
That's all I got to say there. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, man. Harley and Ruben from the Believe in Texans podcast. Uh, and, and the Texans fans have invaded uh, the Believe in Panthers podcast. So cool. Texans, H-Town stadium. till we drown, baby. H-Town till we drown. Texans 48 to Panthers 9. Ooh. Texans take the dub. Yo, Yo listen. These, these Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Who do you Panthers. Locker room. Yo, listen to me. points at home? <laughs> you better not Yo. let this happen. <laughs> we got to protect the bank. <laughs> This is all about protecting the bank at this point. Oh this my god! Just winning the game. You got to protect the house. Lock the lock it up. When they come into the house, you I lock the see door. A whole bunch of red and like, and you beat them up coming and... in your house. Look, uh, Willie's oh. got a great question for you guys. Uh, Willie Smith, the Believe in Panther super fan, he says the Texans fans is the offense built around Stroud, or are they fitting him into a system? Mm, great question. Um, I would say. I want to lean on the second part of that. I want to lean into the system. Um, but then there's it's a little bit of both. I go back. To, yeah, right. Because, you know, Bobby Slowick has his own system. It stems all the way from Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, when he was way back with the Washington Red, then, then named Redskins, now football team commanders, whatever they are now. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, he was a video coordinator all the way back then. He was just a video guy. That's all he was with the. Washington Redskins, and that was way back when RG3 was a rookie. Uh, so then he goes PFF, then he goes into 49ers, and he doesn't start out as an offensive guy. He starts as a defensive guy, then goes into offense. It's something Kyle Shanahan likes to do because he did it with Mike McDaniels as well. Uh, so that's very interesting, and he has that system. That is a Gary Kubiak system, and C.J. Stroud fits it to a T. Highly accurate quarterback is what you want for the system. And CJ is one of the most accurate quarterbacks as of right now in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, is it a system? Yes. But then it's, oh, well, you go to the Falcons game, game winning drive. CJ goes, you know what? Hey, Dalton, j- do me a little shake route on uh, what's his name? Jesse Bates. He's been biting. He's been. He's been looking we at coming in. All one of the best safeties in the NFL. We, by yeah, the way. we know Jesse yeah, just, very just well. One of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, he's going to just do a shake route and we're going to throw it over the top of Jesse Bates. He's going to bite. Oh, okay. You think so? Yeah, no problem. All right. Little backyard football. Boom, boom. All feel and shake route from Dalton Schultz. Jesse Bates bites bad. He wanted that pick to win the game. Boom. CJ Stroud over your head for six. Literally. That's, that's where you I- go. He got two interceptions on us literally by doing that. (laughs) Literally like baiting Bryce Young into throwing it right there. That was the film that that C.J. Stroud saw. And just to feed off of Harley, you know, Hmm. a scheme fit, yes, but with this type of offense that we're running, you need to run the ball to set up the play action, set up the pass, right? Take you back to the Andre Johnson area, Foster days. Jonathan Stewart knows about (laughs) them. And when you can't run the ball, it's C.J. Stroud just dicing up NFL defenses. So I, I believe it's a little bit of both. <sighs> okay. Man, you I don't really know if I feel- making me like C.J. Stroud. <laughs> no, I don't know if I feel like better. I, 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 bro, I bro, he's done everything like, right on really draft night. Y'all, like, um, man, y'all, y'all got a really nice situation. Yeah, it looks good over with there. this man. <laughs> like, it's like sunset, a little margarita, a little umbrella in your cup. That's why you're wearing that shirt. That's right. You're feeling great. <laughs> he hosts um, a dinner every night for his teammates. Every night? 
Caesar every salad. night with a private chef. What? Come on. Hold man. on. What do you say? <laughs> Come on, man. He CJ Stroud hosts a dinner every night with a private chef for all his teammates. He gonna See? go broke. He gonna go broke. Fast. Nah, he ain't. Nah, he ain't. <laughs> That's probably our problem. Bryce Young got the Bojangles deal. He's gonna eat every <laughs> night, right? So you might as well just make a. It's hard to make dinner for one. Man. You feel me? <laughs> Wait, hold on. It ain't hard, but it's, it's just <laughs> difficult. Mr. Strat says, "What's the point to sugarcoat this? We look awful. We could be a bit better with Thomas calling plays in those third and fourth and ones, but our defense has been looking tragic, guys. We've got." Five, well, actually, now what is it? Six, seven with Gross Matos and Chin added on. Seven defensive players on IR. Uh, that's mm. our main story. Um, and it's like big guns, too. Like Shaq Thompson went out game Ooh. two, broken leg, like uh, out for the season. JC Horn went out Xavier game Woods, one. Bond Xavier Woods, starting safety out. Bon Bell, starting safety out. Um, Sounds just like us, man. No, it don't because y'all y'all are y'all are walking around with smiles. Well, two like, starting safeties, <laughs> Jimmy Ward, Jaden Peachy were out. Denzel Perryman has been out a couple weeks. Derek Stingley was put on IR. Tavier Thomas, he broke his hand. Christian Harris has missed a couple of games. So injuries on games? both sides of the ball, man. How are y'all winning games? It's the D'Amico Ryan's effect, Ruben, man. Speak on it, man. Yep. Tell us why you're winning games. Tell me what is the secret sauce. What this yeah. is the, what is the sauce? To the Houston Texans, twenty twenty three, winning these games three and three. Y'all planning on going to the playoffs? What is the secret sauce right now? It's D'Amico Ryan's, and um, you know, I I take you guys all the way back to training camp. Me and Harley, well, Harley will get there at three o'clock in the morning and wait in a mile and a half long line for training camp. And everyone wanted to see D'Amico. And D'Amico preaches this mentality called SWARM. It's an acronym for we want players with special work ethic and and relentless mindset. And not only have the players bought into this, but Mm. the fans have bought into it as well. This is probably one of the most excited times it has ever been to be a Houston Texans fan. And you see it on the field with so many injuries on the offense, so many injuries on the defense. We originally started with four captains, but we had to add five more because all of our captains were on the question questionable injury list against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it has not been easy for these Houston Texans, but yet they still prevail. And I go back to the beginning where everyone picked us to be one of the worst teams, if not the worst teams in the NFL. And now look and now look at us now. And it's just D'Amico. Yeah. I, I do like the uh the Panthers legend name drop there of Denzel Perryman, by the way. Yeah, right. I was, <laughs> I was in my head, I was like, didn't we have him? We had him and we let him go. And, yeah, yeah. He got a, a ticket on the way to training camp and was traded probably a couple days later. So. Oh CJ isn't a test. Hey, I got one more question. Sir, yes, I got one more right. question, Harley. Yes, sir. What is the hard? Who, who's what's what's the who's the hardest team you got for the rest of the year? Give question. me two. The hardest teams. Um, man, I'm trying to think right now. I want to say, and it's tough because the Bengals. I want to say are a tough team just because of the track record. Obviously, um, it definitely hasn't looked that way. Um. I would have to look up the rest because I know the last six games by Art because that's been on many videos. The next six games, 
November 26th is when we play the Jacksonville Jaguars, which we spanked at Jacksonville. Um, so now they're coming to our crib. That could potentially be for first place. Um, but I'm trying. Let me look this up. Massage Ooh. Watson, week 16. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not, I, I'm not. I mean, that defense right there is absolutely. Uh, Ruben, uh, my brother. Uh, oh, what, not, what you, you meant Deshaun Watson, right? Deshaun. Nah, I meant Massage Watson. Watson. Um, I'm looking at you. Ladies schedule. and gentlemen, he said Deshaun. That's the PJ Walker shirt right now, though. Another yeah, PJ out there on that private so. jet, baby. What I tell yeah, you about that probably, peanut butter and jelly, baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at, at Jets, December tenth would be interesting yeah. for you guys. And then uh, I mean, the Browns isn't really a bad to. game just because the Browns defense right now has been playing phenomenal. Yeah, because uh, you get them at home, but, uh, so you get them yeah, at home, and it'll be late December um, too. So I, I'm looking at your schedule. It looks like you played the Titans twice in like the last four weeks. Yeah, Trash. Yeah, <laughs> and you got the Jets before that. The Broncos, hey, Darren Hitter throwing y'all out the trash like trash for the last four years. He might hear you say trash. I love, I love their mentality. They're like, forget the past. Team, like, we're living right now. Like, we don't hey, care about whatever happened. And throw y'all against the goddamn <laughs> uh, sideline. He, he used to not do that when we had Bernard G. McKinney and DJ Reader. But since all them guys have gone and Bill O'Brien is now gone, all right, we have David Coley gone. Lovey Smith is gone. Jack Easterby is gone. Like, everyone, every, this ain't the same old, same old Texans anymore. This is a whole yeah, new face in a whole Bill new Texans team. Bill Belichick guy, a Bill Belichick family tree guy. We were just talking before he came on. Have there been any Bill Belichick assistants that have actually been successful as head coaches? That's another Bill one. Bar- Bill O'Brien is the probably most successful, and that's him being an average mediocre yeah. yeah, somebody said uh, Mike Vrabel, but he he never coached under Belichick. He played for him, but he never coached. Yeah, under he him. played he for him, but he never coached under him. Uh, well, I always yeah. liked Vrabel. So. McDaniel's not good. Uh, a host of them. Yeah, just not not good. Anything else, guys? Before we get out of here, because we're up against it. No, I think I think you kind of depressed Panther Nation, which <laughs> I mean, it's not much. It's not much different from where we already were when the, when the show started. But yeah. I, whatever expectations we had of victory going into the Sunday, you may have lowered them uh, considerably <laughs> for for everything that you laid out. You had a very you guys laid out a very compelling case. Like I, I I'm with Stu. Off the top I know. <laughs> the Texans might come in here and beat us by twenty points. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. That's where we are. The Panther fans, we have no idea what's about to happen on Sunday, but I do appreciate Ruben and Har- uh, Harley coming in. Check out the Believe in Texans podcast or the Believe Podcast Network. There's one for every 32 NFL teams out there. Um, love having you guys on to kind of, well, I was hoping you were going to walk us off the ledge, but I think you pushed us off. <laughs> I think you shoved us nah, off. man, there's still hope, man. There's still hope. <laughs> we'll Once see. I feed into that. Like I said, every year there's always one game the Panthers are not supposed to win, and they win it. I thought it was going to be Miami. That got squashed after about ten minutes into it, but maybe it's the Texans. We'll yeah, see. We'll Texans see. About to get, we'll the see. Texans. We'll see. Hey, listen, the Texans about to get molly whopped on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Talking in existence. All right, be, be ready for the post game then. Be ready for that post game then. <laughs> oh, we got to get out of here uh panthers texans sunday one o'clock kickoff i believe it's on fox if i'm not mistaken um for the believe in texans host harley and ruin for skyla callahan for jonathan stewart i'm desmond johnson you've been watching and listening to the believe in carolina panthers podcast here on believe podcast networks brought to you by bet online keep pounding 
H-Town till we drown. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.